0: Well, hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in for this worship service. So thankful to be with you today, preaching from the book of Hebrews. So if you have your Bible, turn to chapter 11. I remember reading a few years ago the story of a young man named Mark, who was a 33-year-old lecturer at Cambridge University. And he set out on a four-day journey in his kayak, a solo journey, sailing around the largest island in the English Channel. And on the first day of his trip, he encountered rough weather and the high waves and and he was capsized and and, and out of his kayak and he was not able to, to get back in it. He spent thirty minutes trying to make his way to shore, but it uh it was it was hopeless. The waves were too strong and he was getting tired and cold and becoming desperate. He had packed his cell phone in a watertight container on his body. And so he got his phone out and held it up out of the water. And rather than calling 911, what's interesting is the person he called, the first call he made was to his father. Even though his father was 4,000 miles away in the Middle East on assignment, he called his dad. And his dad immediately contacted the Coast Guard in England, and there happened to be a station. One mile from where his son was capsized. And within 12 minutes of that call, there was a helicopter rescuing his son. When Mark was being interviewed by the media later, he said, and it was recorded in the newspaper, that he did what he thought was the best thing he could do call his dad. And I want to say to you and me, in the midst of the storm that we're living in 2020, COVID-19 and this pandemic, all of the division in our country, whether it's over race relations or politics and the presidential election, it's a storm brewing and there's a lot of anger and a lot of frustration out there. But the best thing I can do, the best thing you can do as disciples of Jesus Christ is to call our Heavenly Father, to keep our hearts on Him, to keep our eyes on Him, to keep our focus on Him, to grow in our faith with the Lord. And I want to talk today about the importance of having a faith that works. It's interesting that a recent survey discovered that of people who were active in church before the pandemic, almost half of them, about 48% those active before the pandemic, active in church, say that since the pandemic started, their faith has actually gotten stronger. It has actually grown. But everybody else, their faith has either remained about the same or it has gotten weaker. You and I need to understand that faith is the basic metabolism of all we do as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, that it is the underlying principle of our Christian life, and therefore it is very important that our faith be strong, that our faith grow, and that our faith works. In fact, secular research, psychiatrists, psychologists, and others, those who are in the secular world, have studied this. And they've demonstrated time and time again through their research, secular research, that people of strong faith And strong belief experienced many benefits. One of the benefits of strong faith they've shown us is that we have a different perspective. We look at things differently. We, We view things in life, events in life, through the lens of hope. And so we're less likely to be despondent and in despair and be defeated and depressed and give up strong faith makes a difference. They've demonstrated that strong faith encourages us to connect with others, to have fellowship with others. And we know from research that, that relationships, like we talked about last Sunday, staying connected to fellow believers causes us to, 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 to be stronger than when we isolate ourselves. They've also demonstrated through secular research that strong faith causes us to connect with a higher being with, with God. We know it's God. We know it's Jesus Christ. And through the spiritual disciplines of reading the Word of God and, and praying and fellowshipping with fellow believers and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, we find a purpose in life. We find a purpose in the midst of all the storms and the circumstances. So secular research is saying the same thing. Look up. Call out to your Father in the midst of the storms of life. And this storm in 2020, we need to call out to our Father and have a faith that drives us to Jesus more than we've ever had in our lives. But I want to give you another reason to have a strong faith. Another reason to have a faith that works. And that's what I want to preach about today. A faith that works in all circumstances is because in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, that's one of the the chapters that our church family is reading in our New Testament reading plan this week. And verse 6 And and this this is a chapter that is sometimes referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame because in here are many men and women who had great faith, who had faith that worked in their lives like it can work in our lives. And so in verse 6, he says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith... It is impossible to please God. And so another reason for us as believers to have a faith that works a strong faith during the storms of 2020 is not only so we can experience all the benefits that secular research has demonstrated, but so that we can also, as as children of God, please our Heavenly Father. Because the Bible has said, without faith, we cannot please Him. And so we need to have a faith. That works. In fact, the Apostle Paul in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 said, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. We receive Jesus by faith. We walk in Him. We live by faith. The Christian life is a life of faith. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Too many of us too often have a faith that is spasmodic, a faith that shows up in spurts, a faith that is hit and miss, We demonstrate faith in isolated experience. Other times we don't demonstrate faith. But a faith that works, a faith that is real, that is strong, a faith that works and changes life is a faith that is consistent. Not one that is perfect but one that is consistent, a one that shows up, that demonstrates itself in all kinds of experiences. And very quickly, I want to share with you four types of experience when a faith that works needs to show up and will make a difference. First, a faith that works will demonstrate itself. It will work even when no one in your life is encouraging you to remain faithful to Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, one of the men that is mentioned as having great faith is Abraham. And it talks in that chapter about him and Sarah in their later years in life having a child who became Isaac, the heir through whom God would build a nation that would bless the world, fulfill the promise he had given to Abraham decades earlier. But in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, when Isaac, when, rather, when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 99 years old, we're told that God spoke to Abraham, told Abraham that within the next year, He would be a father. Sarah would give birth to an heir, to a child. Sarah was in the tent behind him listening. And when she heard the Lord say to Abraham that at age 99 she was going to give birth, she laughed. Well, I think all of us can understand that. Abraham went into the tent and confronted his wife. They got into a conversation, an argument, if you will, and she denied having laughed. But Abraham said, I know you laughed, I heard you. But in spite of his wife's discouragement, abraham believed abraham believed and god gave him an heir there are going to be times in your life in my life when the people closest to us the people who love us and the people whom we love for whatever reason for different reasons do not encourage our faith do not encourage our walk with jesus christ in fact sometimes they will even discourage us i was saved as a teenager And got really active in church and was growing and going and loving it. And I still remember the occasion when my father, who was not yet a believer, sat me down in a chair in our living room and looked at me with a stern voice. He said, you're going to church too much and you're going to stop. You're not going to go as much as you're going right now. I didn't listen to him. I remained faithful. I kept going. I never took my eyes off the Lord, And I'm happy to say that later my mother became a believer. And then near the end of his life, my father became a believer. And I was able to baptize him. And I've often wondered, what would have happened in my life and in my father's life if when he sat me down and said, you're going to church too much and you're not going to continue doing that, if I had listened to him, if I had, had allowed his discouragement to win out in my life? You see, a faith that works. A faith that works demonstrates itself. It shows up. It works even when the people in your life are not necessarily encouraging you and your walk with Jesus Christ. And in this day and time, there are many of us who need that kind of faith because there's not always a lot of people around us, a lot of people at work, a lot of people at school, a lot of people in this society encouraging our faithfulness to Jesus Christ. We need that kind of faith. A second time when a faith that works shows up and is needed is we need a faith that is strong. Listen, now this may surprise you. When God Himself does not encourage us. You say, what? Yeah, when God Himself is not doing anything to encourage us. In the book of Matthew, chapter 15, Jesus travels outside the area where most of the Jewish people live, away from Galilee, Judea, and Samaria. He makes his way to the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to a couple of towns over there, mostly a Gentile area. There were some Jews there, but it was mostly Gentiles. And the relationship between the Jews and the Gentiles was kind of hit and missed. In fact, there were some Jews who were prejudiced toward Gentiles and called them dogs, Gentile dogs. And so Jesus is there with his disciples, and he's going to teach them a lesson. He's going to teach the Gentiles a lesson. And while he's there, there's a woman from Canaan. We call her the Canaanite woman. She comes to Jesus and she's crying and she loudly begs Jesus to heal her daughter. But in the beginning, Jesus ignores her. He doesn't say anything. He just remains silent. In fact, his disciples ask Jesus to send this woman away because she seemingly is getting on their nerves. But she pleads more loudly and keeps asking Jesus to heal her daughter. And finally, Jesus speaks, but he does not encourage her. When he spoke, he said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's saying to this Gentile woman, I was only sent to the Jewish people. I'm a Jewish rabbi. Not very encouraging. What did this woman do? She got on her knees and she continued to plead and she said, Lord, please help me. And then Jesus spoke again. And again, he said nothing to encourage her. In fact, What Jesus said was, it is not good to give to the dogs the bread that was meant for the children, picking up on the Jewish bigotry toward Gentile people. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had been her, if I had been a Gentile woman, that would have really discouraged me. But what did she do? She looked at Jesus and with great faith, she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. And now Jesus looked at her with eyes of compassion, eyes of love and mercy. And he said, oh, woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was immediately healed. Jesus was teaching a lesson to his disciples who looked down at the Gentiles. And he was also teaching a lesson to the Gentiles that they also could be people of faith loved by God. But in the beginning of this experience and this conversation, Jesus did absolutely nothing to encourage this woman. Yet she demonstrated faith because she had a faith that works. Can you remain faithful? Can you remain true? Can you grow in your faith when you look around in your life and you cannot see the hand of God at work? when you listen but it's difficult to hear the voice of God because there will be times in your life in my life when it's hard for us to see God and to hear God and it's as though God is a million miles away He isn't but it sure feels that way to us there's not much God is doing that we can see that encourages us can you have faith in those moments because a great faith A faith that works will show up when nobody encourages you and when as far as you can tell it doesn't even seem like God is encouraging you. But a faith that works will show up in those moments and then in time you will see the hand of God. You will hear the voice of God. You will feel the touch and the healing of God and it will make a difference in your life but your faith cannot die when those moments come that are hard if you want to see the great blessing and the great work of God. There's a third time when a faith that works shows up, when it can be seen. And it's this, a faith that works will work even when you are in the midst of an experience you've never had before. You're in the midst of an experience unlike anything you've ever experienced previously in your life. And let's be honest. 2020 is a year unlike any in our lives. This pandemic and all that has come from it is unlike any we've ever experienced. And, 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 and so this is a new experience for us. And, and there are so many voices and, and they're loud. There's so many competing opinions and there's so much confusion about what to do and what is right and what is wrong and so much frustration and anger and discouragement in our country. But in the midst of all of it, put your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a faith that works when you're having an experience unlike anything you've ever experienced before. You see, I said Hebrews 11 is filled with men and women who had great faith in all kinds of experiences. One of those was Noah, and he's referred to in this chapter. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, the Bible says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, and reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household. Noah, by faith, was warned by god about things he had never seen he had never experienced before and by faith in reverence he listened to that voice and prepared an ark and it saved his family wow what a what a great faith noah had and there 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 are going to be times when when you and i have to hear the voice of god And and it's going to be in a circumstance unlike anything we've ever experienced before. And and people may not get why we're responding the way we are because they laughed at Noah. They didn't understand it when he was building that ark out in the middle of nowhere. They didn't understand it when he said there was a great flood coming. They had never seen anything like that. He had never seen anything like that. It was a new experience for all of them. Yet by faith, by faith... He heard the Word of God, and in reverence he obeyed and built that ark. You and I may never have experienced anything like this year, but brothers and sisters, we keep our eyes on Jesus, and we keep our heart in tune with the Word of God and the voice of God, and we exercise faith. We remain faithful, even though this is unlike anything that's ever been in our lives in the past. I cannot and you cannot anticipate every experience I'm going to have, every experience you're going to have, but I can keep my eyes on Jesus and be a man of faith no matter the experience, and so can you. A faith that works will work even when you're in the midst of something unlike anything you've ever experienced previously. But there's a fourth time when that kind of faith needs to be, needs to show up, and it's this, a faith that works it'll show up it'll work when there's absolutely no evidence no evidence that it's going to work In Matthew chapter 5 Jesus is in the city of Capernaum and in in chapter 8 rather Matthew 8 and in verse 5 we're told a centurion a Roman soldier who had 100 soldiers under his command comes to Jesus and is imploring Jesus And in verse 6, he's saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. This this leader of soldiers is saying at home he had a soldier, he had a a servant who was paralyzed, and he was in great, great pain. And Jesus, in verse 7, said to the centurion, I'll come and heal him. Jesus said, I'll come to your house, and I'll heal your servant. But the centurion, very surprisingly, in verse 8, said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, but just, just say the word. Just say the word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. He'll be okay. And then he goes on in verse, verse nine and following to say, because, I, you know, I'm a man under authority. And I have soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and I say to this servant, do that, and, and he does it. And Lord, he says, all you have to do is just say the word. Just speak the word, and my servant will be well. Jesus marveled, and he said to the crowd, I've not seen faith this great among anybody in this country up till now. And Jesus looked at the centurion in verse 13 and said to him, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. Now here's this man of great faith, but but, but I want you to notice this. All he had to go on, the only evidence he had that his servant was going to be okay was the word of Jesus. What Jesus said. There was no other evidence. It was not like Jesus was actually in his house and he saw the servant get up off the bed and begin walking around and no longer in pain. Jesus just said something. And this man believed it and he went home and the servant was healed and was without pain. There are going to be times when you and I have to believe and have to have a faith that's strong and a faith that works. and, And we look around us and we can't see the evidence yet that it's working but we still have to believe. Faith cannot be dependent on circumstances. Faith cannot be dependent on circumstances. Cannot be dependent on what you see and only what you see. Faith is dependent on the Lord and on what He says. A faith that works, works that way. Hudson Taylor was a a missionary to China in the 1800s. He was on his way to that country by ship, and they were in the middle of the Pacific Ocean when for days there was no wind. Ship just sat there, didn't move. Sails were down because there was no wind to catch them. And after several days of this, the captain came to Hudson Taylor and asked him to pray for wind. This great missionary agreed under one condition. He said he would pray for wind if the captain would first raise the sails. The captain said, I can't do that. The the men will think I'm crazy. And Hudson Taylor said, well, if you're not going to raise the sails, I'm not going to pray. Because I will not ask God to send wind if we don't have enough faith to first raise the sails. The captain agreed to raise the sails. Hudson Taylor prayed. And as the story continues, the wind came, and he made his way to China. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says that faith... Is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance, it is the assurance, it is the proof of things hoped for, it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith that works does not depend on what can be seen, does not depend on circumstances, does not depend on the encouragement of others, does not even depend on the encouragement of God. Faith that works depends simply on the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, because all of us are going to have moments we're going to have seasons when there's storms and life is hard, and people don't encourage us, and the circumstances don't encourage us. We cannot see the hand of God at work. It's hard to hear the voice of God, and yet a faith that works will stay true even in those moments, and on the other side of those moments, we will hear his voice, we will see his hand. We will feel his touch and we will see him work. What kind of faith do you have? You want more faith? Then don't give up. You want to grow in faith? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. You want your faith to be larger? Act on. Do something with the faith you already have. Demonstrate your faith in God now if you want God to do something and your faith to grow and become even stronger in the days ahead. You want to know what God's promises are? Get into His Word. Read it every day. Encourage someone else like we talked about last Sunday. Connect with other believers. Encourage them and allow them to encourage you. Don't isolate yourself. And your faith can grow. There are some of you watching right now. You need to connect with a group of believers. You need to connect with a church family because you haven't been. And I'm going to ask you to text the word Jesus, the word Jesus to the number on your screen. And let us know what your decision, what your spiritual need is so one of our pastors can reach out to you and help you. Some of you have prayer needs. Text the word prayer to that number and then share with us our prayer, your prayer request so we can be praying for you. And then there, there are some of you, you don't have living faith because you don't have saving faith. You've, you've never placed your life in the hands of Jesus Christ. You've never committed yourself to Jesus Christ. You, you've listened to other people too much. You've allowed circumstances to get in the way and keep you from committing your life to Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you right now, there in your home, in your car, your back porch, wherever you're watching this, to humble yourself and to bow your head and to still your heart and mind and pray. Pray to Jesus Christ, surrendering your life to Him, acknowledging that you are a sinner who needs forgiveness, asking Him to forgive you and save you and give you eternal life, committing yourself to Him, to live for Him and to serve Him and to know Him. And then I want you to let me help you. Text the word Jesus to that number on the screen. Let me know you prayed the prayer to give your life to Christ and you want to grow as a follower of Jesus so we can send you some literature free, reach out to you and connect with you and encourage you in your faith. You don't have to walk with Jesus Christ alone. I'm so thankful you've watched this service today because I hope and pray that it will encourage your faith. Look forward to being with you next Sunday as well. God bless you, and you have a great week, brothers and sisters.